Hello, my name is Richard Platel. And I'm Liz Walker. And this is The Baked Canadian Takeoff, a show about the Great Canadian Baking Show. And this is the first episode of Season 2. Cake Week! Cake Week. Did I tell you the story of the time I took a McCain Deep and Delicious cake camping for my wife's birthday? (laughs) No, tell me now. Um, We were going camping, just like overnight easy car camping, uh, a couple of years ago, and it was around the weekend of my wife's birthday, and she has a childhood love of McCain Deep and Delicious cakes. So I thought I would try and sneak one on the trip, uh, which is kind of Mm. challenging. It's kind of like challenging to have secret cold food on a camping trip. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that is a, that is a, that's a cake that stays in the freezer if right. memory memory serves. <laughs> so what I did was I um I had it I had it in its grocery store little shell case and then I wrapped it up tightly in plastic and then I like mm-hmm. put it in like a giant Ziploc bag mm-hmm. and then I put it in the bottom of the cooler covered with ice. Mhm. Uh and then it, 10 oh. uh, 2 days later, the that yeah. Sunday, I like took it yeah. out and I'm like surprise honey and <laughs> Opened it up and there was a little bit of water in there. And I was like, uh oh, there's a little uh-huh. bit of melted camping bacon hot dog water in there. It's probably fine. It's probably still good. It's not going to yeah. kill you, right? And uh-huh. I like cut into it and I like took a slice out and water just like pooled <laughs> up to the level <laughs> of the icing. I was like, oh, no. no, no can't. Oh, that's the thought that counts, though, right, honey? I, yeah. I, I, I under, actually, under those circumstances, it is entirely the thought that counts. <laughs> oh, I ain't got uh, nothing else. I've eaten a lot of those cakes in my youth. <laughs> so uh, this season is taking place at the E.P. Taylor Estate, just north of Toronto. Yeah, where the film center is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, E.P. Taylor was a Canadian business tycoon and a thoroughbred racehorse breeder. I just learned minutes ago. <laughs> Can I read? I want to read the, uh, this pretty good sentence from the uh, the Wikipedia page for the E.P. Taylor estate. Yes. In 1963, Taylor moved to the Bahamas, taking advantage of the warm climate and its inheritance tax laws. <laughs> Thank you, E.P. Taylor. <laughs> Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Um. How did you watch the baking show? Did you watch the uh, the broadcast or like a web stream? I watched the broadcast. I was 10 minutes late. I had to, uh, I was having some trouble getting my eldest child to bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, honey, I know you're not feeling well. I know you've had a bit of a fever. It was a long day at school. And I know you fell down and scraped your leg, but I have a reality TV show I have to go watch. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, shush- I was shushing the teenager when he had a really trenchant insight or a good joke to say. I was like, I need to hear the upcoming next. Daddy's working. <laughs> Actually, also, my husband it was wandering around the living room looking for a prescription. <laughs> I, and I'm just like, get out of the way. I can't help you. <laughs> I have important podcasting so baking, to do. Baking and podcasting makes you cold and unempathetic. <laughs> yes. I can't help you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, but the thing is that I watch it on TV and there's like a, I, I can restart it. So ah. I was restarting it. So I started from the beginning, even though I was 10 minutes late, but it this meant is... that all of my, all of my, uh, reactions were like 15 minutes behind everyone else's. Mm. 
I was like, oh, chiffon cakes. I love chiffon cakes. Oh, everybody already knows it's a chiffon We're over cake. chiffon cakes now. You're over. Yeah, we're so past chiffon cakes. We were going to talk about just whatever we want to talk about, but should we talk about the cakes? Yeah, let's, well, let's, uh, let's start let's with talk the, about the cakes. signature challenge. The brief for the first signature challenge was to make an elevated upside down fruitcake. I liked, uh, I liked Andre's uh, idea of making a parquet rhubarb cake. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was beautiful because also everything was cut so precisely and it was mm -hmm. a beautiful glossy pink color. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I am, buddy, I am right there with you. Do not put any decorations on it. This is yeah. a minimalist cake. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, think he's, totally. uh, I think he's smart. I think he's, he's watched a lot of baking shows and I think he knows that it's the first episode. And you don't, like, it's way worse to have a bad bake than to have a mediocre bake in the first episode. So he went for something right. not, like, it's great, but not, you know, not blowing the doors off. Right. Yeah. Did somebody try and blow the doors off? Yes. A couple of people did really try and blow the doors off, didn't they? Like, there was uh, Sadia's pistachio cranberry, like the ruby jewel fruit Cardamom cake. cake, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was that one that was really fabulous. I mean, like, there was some, you know, at one point, one of the bakers said, like, oh, yeah, it was uh, Sachin. Sachin was saying about his, I think it was a chai apple cake. He was like, maybe it's too simple. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Simple is good. Yeah. Simple is good. I think yeah. uh, a, cu a couple of the cakes I thought had, like, Maybe too many flavors. Mm -hmm. I think I think I think four flavors is too many flavors. I think yeah. I can only pro. I think I personally can only process a maximum of three flavors. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a couple of the cakes were like, and then there's this and this and this, and I was like, oh no 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 no, maybe, yeah. I yeah, felt take, that the, uh, the simpler. Before you before you leave the house, take one flavor off. Exactly. So Tim Tim from Home Hardware. I loved, I loved his his uh, personal moment. Took place largely in the home hardware. Yes, it looked yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, does that seem like maybe that's his home? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he he was making a bunk cake. Yep. And I find uh, bunk cakes are tricky. The timing on a bunk cake can be really tricky. I have yep. found. So, I, when I saw that he was whipping out a bunk cake, I was like, I hope you know what you're doing with that. But he ended up a little bit undercooked. He and, and that was it. He wound up undercooked, overdecorated. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, oh, Tim." Uh, I thought Wendy's sticky banana molasses rum whipped cream cake looked pretty delicious. Messy but delicious. Yes. Was that ugly? Ugly but delicious. Ugly I but think delicious. Is, Ugly but delicious, which I think I remember. I'm not sure this. Maybe this is going to be her her catchphrase, but I think I remember. Rochelle saying that last year. Yeah. Yeah. So you're ugly but delicious. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about our, our hosts coming more like, back? More like great Canadian blonde show, right? So, uh, okay, okay. So delete that. Um. <laughs> no, no. It's okay that you said that. It's okay that you said that. Because I have to admit the other reason why I'm so late to sit down for uh, our conversation is because I spent an inordinate amount of time 
Googling pictures of Kim Novak from Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out if that's what Julia Chan was looking like to me. Oh, okay. In her, like, seafoam colored pantsuit. Power pantsuit. Power pantsuit and her blonde hair. I was just, I, I spent, I spent, I missed, I, honestly, I kind of missed the whole bunch of the showstopper because I was just Googling images and I was like, come on. I just, I feel like I know what she's doing and I'm trying to figure out what, especially because, okay, I felt that Julia looked like a kind of quintessential Hitchcock heroine. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then also because Dan had, you know, his hair high and black mm-hmm. and he's got his he's got his heavy frames he always kind of gives me like a little bit of a um, Cary Grant late 60s kind of a vibe yeah I I read a Cary Grant biography in the sixth grade which I probably shouldn't have done but he <laughs> he um got very interested in using LSD as a form of therapy Huh. And he so he would like drop acid and then like get into a bath t- um, a hot tub in Beverly Hills with like a bunch of people and like hug and cry and stuff. Huh. Yeah, and so that was kind of I was kind of feeling that. So yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to find a picture of <laughs> a Hitchcock blonde with a psychedelicized Cary Grant. I really feel like Devin in particular has walked right out of a novel. I I I like Devin a lot. I like his energy. I find I think he's got a bit of uh, a bit of Jonathan Van Ness energy to him. Uh, and I mm-hmm. want it. I want that. Yeah. I'm a I'm a boring mid 40s straight Canadian man and I want that Jonathan Van Ness energy in my life. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And so and just like his his uh you know, it's his life. It's it does read as quirky, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that he's a a grave stone designer cutter, yeah, yeah, and and a teacher, and lives in Saskatchewan. It's a, and makes beautiful, beautiful cakes mm-hmm. um, in his spare time. It's it's ridiculous, but yes, it's a magic magical realism. It is. Can we talk about magic realism for a second? As I mentioned. Earlier today, I was cleaning my bathtub and I was thinking about our podcast. And I was thinking about how last year, um, <laughs> I was I was thinking about how last year, when we talked about doing this, um, we talked we actually wound up talking about RuPaul's Drag Race quite a bit, mm-hmm. and it became a little bit of a touch point for me when I was when we were doing this, cause I was like, how do I put this? Um, for me sitting down to do a podcast about baking, uh, it is, is it made me feel like I was walking down my street in full drag singing born this way. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Like, I am not a person who courts attention mm-hmm. in in any field. <laughs> so the, so putting us, you and I, putting ourselves out in this way, yeah. I felt like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I don't know if you remember <laughs> this. But after we recorded our very first episode, mm-hmm. 
I came down with like the weirdest rash around my mouth. I do remember that. Okay. And I felt it was my body's way of trying to shame me. Like, sit down. <laughs> you this keep is that stuff inside. Exactly. Exactly. So I, all of those things I was thinking about for first season. And for second season, of course, we have also been talking about how we have been watching Queer Eye. Yes. And so I have been I've been thinking about how I have like five patron saints around me this year. For this season, I'm trying to be kinder to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm think you know I'm thinking about how um, the way that they come in and they strip away everybody's junk, emotional and otherwise. In order to like let people be themselves, mm-hmm. so that's what I've been thinking about for this. Like, you know, we have a season two ahead of us. Where are we going with it? What's going to happen? It's like, do, you know what? Be kind and let it happen. Yeah, make an effort. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it. That's, those were the those were, those were like my vague thoughts that I had while I was cleaning my bathroom. That's yeah. You do not have to use that. I was just. I yeah. no. I think that's. <laughs> I think that is uh, like be kind and make an effort. These, this is the message for we need for our time. Speaking of making effort, let's yes. talk about the technical. Let's talk about the technical technical challenge. What was the uh, technical challenge this week? Uh, this week's technical challenge was an orange chiffon cake. I don't know if I've ever eaten a chiffon cake, much less made one. I have a better Betty Crocker cookbook. And I only, I have to admit, I only really use it for the baking section because I feel like that is some solid advice in there. Mm-hmm. The rest of the cookbook has a lot of things in aspic. So anyway, <laughs> I go to the, I go to the baking section and, and she has chiffon cakes there. And that's where I first encountered them. And I have made them on occasion and they're great. I love them. I think they're really fun to do. So I was excited when I saw that they were doing a, mm-hmm. a chiffon cake. Um, I think, I think you learn a lot about, uh, the bakers just by kind of observing them. And Mm -hmm. I noticed Megan's very practiced egg separating technique. Mm. I think it, I think it speaks to a lot of hours spent in the kitchen. I think it's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And I I think you notice Um, these little, these little touches, these little touches of, of, of technical flourish. Well, and Timothy, the youngest baker, Mm -hmm. you know, he was sort of hemming and hawing about what to do with his cake pan because of course a chiffon cake you have to let it sit upside down of course very Ob- obviously yes yes <laughs> and and he was he was wondering what to do he was he was a little worried about it mm-hmm. and you you could see that the other bakers who had a little more experience i guess yeah just went for it yeah you, you just you just go for it you don't question this just do it he had uh he had a little he had a little bobble flipping his upside down cake too Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, the upside down cakes. Actually, there's a lot of flipping upside down. Yes, yeah, there's that's right. Sa- right? Sadia had a really good save with her birthday cake. Yes. When she she was like, it's falling apart, it's falling apart. Flip. Oh, okay, keep going. <laughs> so, Session, in a clip before the technical bake, he said that he was... He was feeling about a 7 out of 10 for confidence. Did you remember that? I didn't catch that. Yeah, he's, and he's like, yeah, feeling about a, about a 7 out of 10 in confidence. 
and uh, which I I heard that and I was like, well, it's actually pretty good. Holy. Yeah, that's a that's that's me on my best day. Totally, like that's 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 actually amazing. Good for you. I and then <laughs> I went um one uh, one time on a cruise. Uh, my wife bought me a massage. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> where's at, this going? Well, at one point, the masseuse said, "Like, how stressed are you now on like a scale of one to ten? And I said, "I don't, I don't know, six. And she said, six? <laughs> You're on a cruise. You're on vacation. What's wrong? What's going on? Why are you stressed? Why are you stressed? Why are you stressed? And I was like, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, after he won the technical bank, uh, the... Some, uh, you know, they, some, they, he's, he's, uh, there's a clip of him afterwards reflecting on his win. And he, he goes, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Aww. And it was like, yeah, not feeling so confident now. You just won something. <laughs> Stakes are getting a little higher, huh? <laughs> nothing will, uh, nothing will take the wind out of a maritime or sails than a victory. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. I I I felt that wave. <laughs> um, in the uh, in the I think it was the post technical clips. Timothy said that he did not expect the judges to be so picky, which I thought yeah. was strange. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he hasn't seen this show before. Yeah, no, actually, I don't think so. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, do you do you have any um, cake baking books? Like, do you have any? Because uh, specific- I was uh, yeah, because I was thinking about my uh, I, like I use this Betty Crocker book specifically for like baking cakes. Do you have anything that you use for baking? Um, cakes? I, I mean, my first my my first resource is always the joy of cooking. Right. Um, yes. Oh, and I have a, I have a little B row, which is a British baking powder or possibly flour brand. Uh, I have a little mm-hmm. pamphlet. That's got some oh. pretty classic uh, British recipes in it. Oh wow! So wait, do, do you do you use the internet a lot? Um. Well, I don't bake as many cakes as uh, as I could be baking for a baking <laughs> podcast. Eh, wrong. <laughs> More cakes. So oh, so it just doesn't come up that often. <laughs> Megan had her skull cake. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and apparently yeah. it tasted very good, too. Yeah. All, it, was all in, it was all in the decoration, though, right? Like, it was pretty simple in terms of, I don't know, it felt like it was maybe simple, although the painting was stunning. Mm-hmm. What did Rochelle say about it? Uh, I don't remember what Rochelle said, but she had said something funny in the brief uh, when they were talking about the Showstopper Challenge. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, birthday cake is something special. It's not like an everyday cake. I guess. <laughs> you know, you got your everyday cake and then your, your <laughs> Did you catch uh did you catch Devin saying I love you to his cakes as he put them in the oven? No. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> He's good TV. Yes, I think so. He yeah. did he did uh I was uh I was on GIF watch. I was like, that's gonna be a gif, that's gonna be a gif, yeah. that's gonna be a gif. Um, oh yeah. Rochelle saying, ooh, puppy, I knew that was going to be a gif, and that's already out there. <laughs> how uh, about uh, how about hashtag schnitzel happens? <laughs> schnitzel happens. Schnitzel happens. Yep. <laughs> uh, Devin made an amazing face when they were describing the technical. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Dan 
pulled a pretty great face uh, when someone was trying to flip out a cake and it didn't quite uh, quite come out of the pan right. <laughs> so be on the lookout for those popular gifts in the upcoming week. That's right. Uh, mm. Sadia, mm-hmm. so Sadia's cake, which we talked about a little bit, was mm-hmm. supposed to have a ring layer full of Smarties and you cut it open and Smarties spill out. Liz, oh, have yeah. you ever what heard happened? of such a thing? Have you ever heard of such a cake? <laughs> What 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 crazy person would make a cake like that? Well, I'm glad you're asking, because I have something to say. Um, yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> I um, I made a rainbow. I made a six layer rainbow cake for our friend, our mutual friend Simon, for his birthday this summer, mm-hmm. and uh, with my children, which is that is a technical challenge (laughs) in itself they should just unleash five-year-olds into the tent and see if those bakers can still bake um and we put a skittle surprise right down the middle so you like you you cut a hole through the layers and then you as you as you're stacking it you just you fill it up with candy and uh, and then when you cut into it, it all spills out. But your um, rainbow, your skittle layer flavor. was not going to be was not going to be load bearing. Oh, I actually left the top, so uh, I cut holes through the five layers. because ah. I thought about that because I was like, you're going to get sink. You're going to get sink. I don't yeah. want sink. You're going to get sink. So I left the top layer, the 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 the, the red layer on top of the cake. Mm-hmm. Didn't cut a hole in that one. It wasn't clear if Sadia had practiced this bake or not yet i imagine she did imagine she wasn't just winging it yeah uh, and it was probably just conditions but i think i mean i think that's the well we, we, we've watched these baking shows before where i mean and we know that they submit the recipes ahead of time right but you know you're in the tent it's confusing there's no a doubt, lot of people yeah. around it's it's just, they don't give you enough time there's a ticking like clock you, people are interviewing yeah, you the lights are hot. exactly yeah it's a. Uh, so yeah, it's a different it's a different beast when you're in the tent. Quite clearly, I would not want to bake in that tent. No way. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is enough of a challenge. Um, the Anne of Green Gables cake I thought was really sweet looking. That was uh, that was Wendy McIsaac's from PEI. Wendy McI from PEI. I felt that that was an Anne with an E. Yeah. C- cake. <laughs> I just felt that the cake had a sort of a slightly undone look about it that I thought was really, I really liked. Yeah? I thought, yeah, I thought it was very arty in I thought its own um, way. Andre's uh, chocolate checkerboard cake was very technical, was very, like, very precise and technical. Well, and that's it. And I mean, I, who doesn't love that? Anytime that you you get a surprise inside your cake... It's, you know, it's already cake. It's already really, it's already really good. (laughs) So when you throw a surprise into it like that, it just, it it, it knocks it out of the park. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, always do that if you can. But it doesn't always pull off. And and Wendy had a problem because she tried to, she had like a, a, a layer. I wasn't sure if it was like cake balls, like chocolate cake balls inside a vanilla sponge. Mm -hmm. Um, like a, and sort of through the layers and and i think the texture of uh, rochelle said that the texture of the two different cakes maybe didn't quite ah didn't quite work together uh, i think her yeah yeah no go ahead 
Uh, I, w I wasn't sure about Mengling's uh, cake, uh, just from the description, but uh, boy, it looked great. It looked great with that little dusted gilded fruit and the four layers. Oh, yeah. It's really tough, actually, making uh, a colored cake. I, I had a lot of... I, I had a lot of stress watching her do it because mm -hmm. when I made the rainbow cake this summer, it was really the first time I'd ever made a like artificially f like colored cake, mm -hmm. and um, you know you you got to work it out ahead of time exactly what you're putting into it. But then when you're baking it, um, especially because she had the bare sides, she didn't frost the sides. Your your cake comes out of the pan browned. All right, yeah, and sometimes that browning doesn't look great with the color right like you, you mushed green and brown uh together or blue and brown yeah it's it's sort of off-putting mm -hmm. it can be off-putting so the fact that her it, it it came out and it looked really great in a sort of a burnished kind of way mm -hmm. a, a little green <laughs> but like pretty good she was taking some risks, so I thought that was great. Yeah. I think I also love her as a character yeah. yes. on the show. Yeah. Um, she's our uh, I, she's our Toronto representative. Yeah. I I don't know what her life is like, but I want to know more. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it's like Amelie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's something I feel like now Amelie is an old reference. Some of our younger listeners may not know what I'm talking about. But I, I just feel like she's got this like amazing bouncy worldview that I wish to hear more from. <laughs> <laughs> there are, this will shock you, Liz, this will shock you. There are other baking show podcasts. Uh, and I was listening to the Washing Up podcast with Chris and Christy, who started out covering Australian Bake Off and then did Australian MasterChef and then recently just binged season one of The Great Canadian Baking Show and did shows about it. Oh, no way! And they point out that the Canadian tent is luxurious. It's got oh. a patio, it's got a separate deck, it's got like a little relaxation area. And I'm, I'm kind of used to the Canadian thing being like the inferior knockoff version, like our Netflix isn't mm. as good. And you can't mm -hmm. mail order stuff, so mm -hmm. it's it's nice that we got a good one. That's all. I just want to, right. I just want to say it's nice that we got a, a nice tent. So, in summation, uh, our star baker this week was Andre, who has yep. a rhubarb parquet signature challenge, and came in third in the technical, and then had the chocolate checkerboard showstopper birthday cake. With with the with the, we didn't even talk about the crown. It had a oh, crown. Oh right, anyway. and the crown. Right. Yes. Yes. It was a royal cake. Andre, my goodness. He seems like a calming presence, Andre. Oh, yeah. No, I felt like when, when he and, and Bruno are sort of in proximity to each other, they must be looking at the make of their glasses. Yes. Yeah, I think you're you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we say goodbye to Tim yeah, from The Home Hardware him. in yeah. Brockville. He, uh, he, he, he had a couple of underbaked bakes uh, and some timing problems, and I am but, sad to uh, see him go. I was about to see him go too because uh, uh, in one of the clips he said that he uh, he 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 felt that he hadn't had a chance to show them what he could do and and I I I know that chocolate was his thing yeah. so I'm sure that he he would have really 
nailed some of the other weeks. Yeah. But I also know that he said that he's got 50 pounds of chocolate in his house, so he's probably okay. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be all right, folks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bait Canadian Takeoff. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Bait Canadian and online at BaitCanadian.com. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you're just listening to the show, just say hi on Twitter. Just, just do it. Do it. Say hi to us on Twitter. To the hi. Show. Please. Bye. 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 Hello. Okay, let's get uh, let's get five seconds of room noise. Okay, that's good. Should we name that existential dread? Yeah, that's good. Let's get five seconds of existential dread. Okay, that's good.